0: Dr. Hawks, welcome to The Atom Principle, information and inspiration for people's transformation. I'm really glad you're here today, Doc, long time no talk. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm excited about our conversation today. I'm not sure exactly where to begin. Let's start with um, your next um, goal on the horizon. What, What do you have coming up?
1: Well, I was hoping to do a meet in December, so it'd be December fourth. But there's been setbacks I've had since that time. I've had a cardiac ablation. Um, I've also had uh, some sciatic issues, and so it's hindered my deadlift. But um, I'm still going to try and do the competition. So,
0: well, it seems like there's more. How's your elbow and stuff doing? Those are all better. Um, what about what about the melanoma?
1: Oh, they were able to get all of it out, and I'm cancer-free at this point, basically what they call in remission, so now it's just monitoring.
0: And what about your neck?
1: Um, the the strength slowly coming back. My bench press has gone up from about 135 to now where I'm close to 400. Nice. Um, sensations back in the finger mostly, so I'm... It's it's moving forward. Let's put it that way.
0: And when you lift, you power lift, but you lift raw. I mean, you have no bench shirt, squat pants. You just lift. Yep. What you do? Yep. The only thing I've used is knee wraps. Nice, kind of keep your knees warm. So, well, heck, man, that's a lot of stuff this year. Blown out your neck. Blown out your elbow. Cancer. And and explain, you know, now. Uh, our, so a lot of our audience may not be familiar that you are a medical doctor, yes. so they may not know what cardiac ablation is. Can you explain that for our audience? And okay. I know you can. Would you? Yeah.
1: So my heart was beating irregularly and they called it atrial flutter. And so it would race at about 170 to 180 and there was an aberrant circuit. So there's this weird circuit that forms in the heart and it causes it to beat that fast. So what they do is they put a catheter in in the groin, runs into the heart, and they find the spot where the electrical impulse is causing this loop. And they use a a radio frequency burn so it doesn't produce smoke or anything inside the heart. And they basically burn that aberrant circuit so that your heart doesn't go into that rhythm. And that's what the ablation is called.
0: Were you conscious at all or twilighted or anything during that? No, I was actually put out. Okay. I was put under. That's pretty rugged stuff. So this has been a big year for you and I know there's other stuff going on I mean um, I can't remember who it was maybe it was Jack Lane. maybe it was Joe Weeder. I don't remember but something about um, there's many types of strength but strength is strength strong people are strong people and um, this is that this is one of those years man you you've had a lot going on yeah it's been you've it's been
1: interesting we sold our house Now we're in a rental, hoping to buy a new house, but it's just, everything seemed to hit y'all at once.
0: That is a lot of stuff. That is a lot of stuff. And I know you've had, you know, just recently with your wife and things like that, just so much to deal with. And you know, um, I've trained for things at times. There was seven years where I competed in swimming in my forties. And on some days when I was so mentally stressed I had to cut my workout short, you know, because the workout just after a certain point added stress, you know, it, you know, I went in, I don't know, five, six in the morning, something like that to do my swimming workout. And there's times it's like, you know, if I push myself to do the whole routine, I'm not going to be able to do the rest of my day, you know, or do it well.
1: Well, and on the flip side of that, it's also if you don't you feel like you didn't complete something. So. That that was one of my issues with my back when I had the sciatica. I was doing a pull, and I was trying to pull 630, and I I got it up to my knees, and it felt like my hip locked, and so I dropped the weight. Well, I knew that mentally I had to finish it, so I dropped the weight by 30 pounds and was able to do two at 600 pounds. So it I don't know. It's to me, it's mental. If I don't finish it, it, I have to do it.
0: It. It, it, it all starts in in our mind, you know, more than just our brain. You know, it's that combination. It's a feeling and imagination. I get it. It's all it's a mental thing. Strength is a mental thing. Just to, this is a side note. Um, did you ever know who the mighty Adam was? No. Joe Greenberg. Oh, no. man, you got to look this guy up. So he was like an old time strong man. <clears throat> didn't look like a strong man. And he was like 80 years old. And the story is this guy got stronger every year. And he did all these things. Like I know people personally who watched him take horseshoes like for, a, you know, for like a draft horse and rip them in two and just rip. The, and they, you know, people brought them and threw them up on stage. And he'd grab this big old heavy iron horseshoe and tear it. Um, mm. Take heavy chains and bite them into Um And his thing was, strength is all mental. That's why he could get stronger as he got older. He did a lot of those old man, strong man stuff. But I, I, I know people who are like, I was there. I, I know one guy who handed him a horseshoe, <clears throat> tore it right in two. And he's kind of an interesting guy. You know, he's not uh, at all what you're doing with physical strength but you might enjoy reading about him oh yeah called the mighty Adam. i think his name was joe greenberg it looked like a wild man out of tasmania had you know <laughs> really long hair and a beard you know looked like he just had gotten unchained from a rock somewhere i think he even wore like a loincloth or something it's gotta be like a samson something. idea what's that
1: like a Samson idea, his hair and his. Beard. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. That's a really good analogy. You know, you could do that thing. Right. Um, I, I, and now I'm flashing back to the first time I saw you. I was doing um, a machine military press. And I think you've denied this, but I know I counted the plate several times. They used to have at EOS that wooden platform out in the middle before I think they built that powerlifting room just for you or something. <laughs> and I'm serious, you know, because no one there, you know, there were pro athletes in there. I knew some of them. I treated them as a chiropractor and, um, but you came in and I know I counted seven plates on each side, which I think is 720 and pulled it. And I know I've told you that and you're like, no, I haven't done that, but I know I counted those plates (laughs) and I was just watching you going, who is this guy? And then you become my medical doctor, which was really cool. Um, so your elbows healed and what sort of things you, you did hammer. I know you did like hammer curls. That was something that helped the elbow.
1: Yes. Did you get hammer curls and chiropractic care? Yeah.
0: And you did chiropractic. I wish I was there to do acupuncture on you. I up until I've done acupuncture over 30 years up until last month. I had never failed with sciatica. I have, you know, I have a patient who fell out of a tree 40 years ago, broke his spine, two spinal surgeries, Harrington rods, sciatica ever since. Um, one treatment, sciatica's gone for weeks or something, and very physical job. Came back, and you know, every treatment he gets better, but it, you know, I consider it success because he has not been without sciatica for decades, and it gives him relief for a while. You know, it depends. Oh, I'd love to have that. Relief is a good thing. But then I had one guy come in recently, and man, his spine was really deformed on MRI and x-ray. I did five treatments, and he did not improve one bit. I would say that's my first sciatica failure. And then I find out his best friend is my favorite teacher of all time. And i'm like no don't tell dr marvin i failed you know i'm like why did i fail with this guy you know right (laughs) super nice guy but um sciatica is one of those things neuropathy i'm kind of hot and cold with sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't migraines and headaches i get good results with i had a patient my first patient at this clinic last year had colitis from a a bloody colitis from a medication they did a colonoscope bleeding put her on cortisone she went back about a month later another colonoscope bleeding more liquid diet went back like a month later they couldn't even get the colonoscope in her rectum scheduled her in two days for a resection and before that a a ct scan to see how extensive it was because they couldn't see it with a colonoscope and they wanted to know you know where do we cut i guess i don't know and so she came in the next day and she was heading up to St. Louis to get the CAT scan in the afternoon and the surgery later. And she's like, do you think it would help? And I'm like, I don't think this will help, but I'm glad to do it. She's like, I want to feel like I did everything. One acupuncture scheduled her the next morning, like 5 a.m., which is before I'm usually there. She comes in and she says, I think I'm better. <laughs> and I go, wow. I go, keep your appointment. She's like, I will. I'm like, I don't skip this appointment. She went up there. I didn't think I'd see her again. A couple of days later, she's sitting in my waiting room. I'm like, what what are you doing? You know, I thought she'd be convalescing, And she's like, you know, I got up there and they couldn't find anything wrong. Two days after they scheduled her. Less than 48 hours. I've seen just some of the craziest stuff. Um, I don't know what to think about that. But
1: Yeah, Western medicine is not always the way to go.
0: There are other tools, you know. Absolutely. So... You're getting ready. What is the contest that you're doing in December? You're wanting to do deadlifts, or is it a full three lift? It's a full
1: meet, it's a full three meet.
0: Are you gonna do the whole,
1: are you gonna do all three lifts? Yeah, so I'll probably just go lighter than I normally would, because I want to do the meet as a practice and probably go full out in February, so.
0: Wow, man, that, because I'm gonna be honest with you, you were telling me how much nerve you know, neurologic symptoms and injury, how much of a neurologic insult you had with your neck and the numbness down your arm. I didn't think I'd see you coming back this quick, maybe not fully at all, but that's impressive. That's really impressive. Mental stuff. Did you change your diet or anything? You know, do you have a different diet? Like, Do you change your macronutrients, your calories when you're not working out as heavy or what do you do?
1: do? I I reduce the caloric intake, but protein's always pretty much a steady. So, what,
0: what do you shoot for?
1: I shoot for about
0: 200 to 300 grams a day. Okay. So almost a gram per pound. Yes. Or because you're where, where are you at? 300?
1: Yeah. I usually run between 300 and 305 pounds.
0: And you know, for most of us, like I'm a, I'm a decent sized guy. You know, not many people would look at me and go, he's a runt." You know, I'm a decent sized guy and I've got decent lifts, but 300, you know, is Ron Coleman type stuff. And some people may not know that, but, you know, I mean, I've seen you, you know, you're not, you're a trim 300. And I know we used to do marathons. So how heavy were you when you were running marathons and stuff?
1: Uh, I did my, my first half Ironman, I was in it.
0: 240, 245. You're a big boy. You know that? You when you when when you stop growing, you're gonna be a big boy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So um, you know, it sounds like, you know, I've talked to you with your wife. I when I I think last time I got an exam out there at your new clinic. And 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 tell people where your clinic is. It's on uh, 99th and
1: Peoria. Basically we're right behind the Chase Bank but it's still it's man uplifted and we do men's health
0: and that's peoria arizona not peoria, peoria arizona, arizona that,
1: is that is correct
0: could you give us your phone number doc
1: yeah 623-217-2971. One more time please six two three two one seven two nine seven one
0: thank you and you know i um i you know i moved out here and you know my insurance doesn't cover you but you're still my primary care um, cause I do, I think you're, I think you're the best and especially, you know, by example, you know, that to not just be shoving pills down your throat and <clears> throat> waiting until you're sick and then going to the doctor to get, you know, a magic bullet to fix it. You know, you're, you're an example of, you know, being strong and healthy. You know, you're, you're really where Western healthcare should be proactive. Um, yeah so what is your you know your training schedule like like right now how many hours you know you finished at four o'clock your time right
1: yeah i usually finish office hours usually three or four in the afternoon but i usually train on monday wednesdays and friday i finally gave in and got a trainer and uh he trains me from two to three thing is there is some you don't see it but when somebody else looks at you from the outside they can see things and just by changing my stance and my hold on the bar my my squat went from 523 pounds over six
0: wow just from um technical modifications of how you are correct standing in frame did your trainer do that for you yes so he's really so he or she is obviously really familiar with the mechanics of power lifting yes he trained he trained under louis louis said Right, right. Westside. Westside
1: barbell. Yep.
0: Wow. You know, those guys are sick. They're Um,
1: monsters.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, insane amounts. Because, again, I'm not a little rail guy. But the thought of stepping under a thousand pounds and just shouldering it terrifies me. (laughs) I mean, it literally terrifies me. I'm not sure I would risk it for a million dollars. I really am not because I'm not sure spending the rest of my life as a paraplegic in a wheelchair (laughs) is worth a million dollars. Right, (laughs) And that is a thousand pounds and more. I think he's got some guy. I think last time I checked, it was like 1300. That might even been a bench or something. I mean, they're just so insane.
1: Yeah. I think it's at 1,020 or
0: 1,100 right now for the bench record. Wow. Uh, uh, unbelievable that just is unbelievable i use some of their mechanics i my heaviest bench i think was like three what would it be it's like 315 50 so like 365 like three large wheels and a 25 and it was not clean it definitely bounced off my chest pretty hard (laughs) um and um but that's like my best bench and it was raw no no wraps no shirt nothing just benching but using The West Side Louis Simmons method, you know, that back arch and the shoulders, you know, retracted and all that. Right, right. Yeah. So, if someone wanted to get into powerlifting, you know, or start doing it to see what they might do, would you recommend they get a trainer?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think the thing is, if you get settled into certain techniques and they're aberrant, you're going to end up doing that because you've trained your body and its muscle memory and if you do start out better you end better and you have less injuries and less all the other things that go along
0: with it of the three lifts do you feel like one i have one that i think is the most dangerous or it scares me the most do you think there is a lift that deserves the most caution out of the three major lifts i'd probably say the deadlift because a lot of you people would say will, dead
1: yeah because they roll their back and pressure on the lumbar spine if you don't lift right, if you don't compress yourself. It's easier to compress yourself when you're squatting because you feel you can actually slowly lift the weight and you're pushing it. But when you're pulling, people yank, people move too fast, and they can pop all kinds of
0: things in the lumbar spine. Interesting. Yes, for me, I would say squat because I, I, I guess the thing that makes me feel a little safer with a deadlift is I can so easily drop it right. if I start feeling like I'm in trouble. And I don't feel like I can, I can drop a squat bar, but I don't feel like I can drop it as easily. Oh, that's true. That's mm. true. Interesting. Yeah. For me, the squat, <clears throat> excuse me, is the thing. And I've just started squatting again. I did. I've been squatting quite a bit. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of arthritis and I've had knee injuries and you know, for probably. And this was back around 2018. I probably spent like two months just squatting with the bar and I was using a Smith machine. I had no idea of adding weight. I just wanted to get a full range of motion. And I used the Smith machine, cause I thought, you know, I haven't been down down to the bottom for so many years that if I get down there, I want, I'm going to be using this to hold on to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can, can lock it out of the hole. Yeah, you can lock that thing in and just grab, you know, and and. At least I'm not stuck. And after like two months of just using good form with the bar, I started adding a little weight and I got pretty, pretty heavy. And, um, just had no thing of it. Wasn't rushed. Always tried to follow good form with it. Then went to a free weight bar. And then about four months ago, I, um, started doing high, high reps, like a hundred reps, but I was, I did, I did squat a couple of times, but I mostly did leg press, and was doing the same thing with pressing and and pulls. But I couldn't get as many with pulls unless I used a pull down machine. But I went to really high reps, and my body's feeling really good. I've just started going back to powerlifting type moves after several months like that. I couldn't believe how much my my thighs grew. I was really surprised with pretty light weight, I, you know, like I might've had 95 pounds when I was squatting and, you know, I'd, i rep out like 40 reps and then I'd have to like take some breaths, you know, it's almost cardio. Yes. yes. Um, and I think finally, you know, after like seven or eight minutes, I finally got through like a hundred reps with like 95 pounds and man, I was on fire and, <laughs> um, I was, it was painful. And, um, but my, my thighs really grew quite a bit. Um, my blue jeans had been loose for a while and now they fit pretty tight. Do you ever go through periods where you do high reps and maybe yes. not a hundred, but
1: I, high reps. I, think, I think what you do is as a power lifter, you pick one thing. So usually if you do a squat, you want to do low reps, but then you'll go to the, the, um, the sled and you'll push, you know, 10, 15, you want to do higher reps, but to get the blood flowing. So there's a and the blood flow component. The blood flow component feeds that muscle and it starts to grow. Obviously, if you're doing low reps and, and high weight, you're going to get some size, but it's the high reps that get the blood flow that get the nutrients there, that, that cause it to grow too. So Interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I know that when I was like a teenager and wanting to be like Arnold, you know, people were like, you know, bodybuilders don't lift heavy and they do higher reps and I wasn't convinced about that because a lot of those guys, Arnold and and Franco Colombo, you know, those guys were lifted heavy, you know. Oh I mean, yeah, they, they were
1: competing. They, Franco Colombo competed and was setting records for deadlift.
0: Yeah, they were serious lifters. You know, I've seen pictures of um you know Arnold benching pretty astronomical amounts of weight. I saw a picture of him at a Oktoberfest in Germany. Maybe it was Austria, because he's Austrian, but they had like kind of a local thing where they had like this big rock with a handle and you got on a platform and lifted it and you know it was a very heavy weight that people had been lifting like for centuries you know and Arnold's pulling it up pretty pretty handily um I, I also um heard a story where Jack Lelane and Arnold got into a dip contest and <laughs> Ar, you know Arnold did you know Really good dips. I don't know, like seventy dips. I mean, a pretty serious amount of dips. And then Jack Wilain, who at the time was like sixty-five or something, got on the got on there and just quit after like twenty minutes because he'd just beaten Arnold so bad. But you know he. he 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 wasn't even done physically. He just like that's ah, enough. I've, you know, I've like quadrupled what you did.
1: I've obliterated you. So,
0: right. You know, yeah. at this point, it's just humiliating. And um, I've always been a big fan of Jack LaLanne, um because of how he kept that late, late, late in life. Like at sixty, I think it was, he <laughs> swam from Alcatraz to the mainland of California, handcuffed foot and ankle, towing a barge with a thousand pounds of sand. (laughs) And some people have said, well, you know, it wasn't like real handcuffs because the chain length was like wider than normal handcuffs. You know, it was like a foot wide or something, you know, he had, he still did it. (laughs) Right. And, and it's, and it's like, no, it's never been even documented that anybody has escaped the island. There were the anglin brothers i think in the 50s two anglin brothers and another guy who they think did and um there are people who said you know in the 60s or 70s they saw them but it's not documented you know alcatraz is out there because the currents are so bad that like you swim it you die right you know and here's this 60 year old man towing a barge with a thousand pounds of sand while shackled and uh you know anybody wants to go uh, it's not really impressive <laughs> you know it's like what do you mean it's not impressive that's impressive as heck
1: i'm impressed
0: and i am impressed too and i i see both of us doing that sort of stuff at 60 i hope so i turned 62 weeks ago dude congratulations happy birthday well thank you very much you know it's a weird 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 feeling out of ways i was uh pretty troubled teenager and i think my odds of turning 30 were mm, definitely not guaranteed <laughs> and um so to be double that now is pretty startling yeah when i was 16 i flew probably 100 feet through the air in a yellow volkswagen vw flipped into over in three times and went head first through the windshield wow yeah it was it was pretty tough the, i was a passenger friend of mine named phil was the driver and i think he died a couple of years ago as a paraplegic in a wheelchair was paralyzed i think from the waist down oh my gosh yeah and, and you know and i i had some glass stuck in my head and some bleeding and i i had some definitely traumatic brain injury that lasted for about eight years and um you know so yeah turning 60 seemed like a big deal but Um, I'm sure not where I want to be, especially financially. You know, I've made a lot of errors, but I still feel like the best years. It may be weird to say, but I feel like my best years are still ahead of me. Makes sense. Yeah, and I think they they are with you too. I mean, I can't believe how fast you've come back from, you know, such severe nerve damage and and heart, heart surgery and cancer. You know, it's like jack you're unstoppable dude you know it's like ah, it's just cancer you know it's only like the most le- one of the most lethal cancers there is and i think i'm gonna go train yeah you know, <laughs> let's fight on right you know it's like ah, i'm gonna tear these stitches because i think you sent me a picture of your back and it looked like it was pretty big oh yeah so 10, w- 15 centimeters so So where do you draw this strength from? Where do you, you know, what do you do? Like I know people who take icy plunges and they just do things, you know, they, where do you get your mental strength from? What do you, what, what are like a few things that you think make your mind the strong link, you know, to where you can snap back from heart surgery, snap back from cancer, snap back from nerve damage and who knows what else? Oh,
1: it just seems like it's this this will that I, I want to do this. This is it. It drives me to be better than I was yesterday and to drive me to be better than I was six months ago. And it, I don't know. I wish I could. I may have to contemplate that.
0: So you keep setting world records. <laughs> you, you, you've set a few and I know that I ready and you you hurt your arm. Um. You were getting ready to go, like go to Italy or something and like break it was like German. a hand, Germany and break like a handful of records. Just like yeah, I'm going to go over and break this one and that one, and I think I'll break that one while I'm at it. Break that one after lunch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's one thing to go. Yeah, I want to be better than myself. You know, I I, I ran I jog two miles today in 15 minutes. And I'm going to try to do it in 14 tomorrow. It's another you know to where your standard of self-improvement is to break your own world records, you know, to go like, I got this one and I'm going to have to break it. You know, um, that's, that's pretty intense. When did, how old are you? Where did you, you know, cause you're like, I'm gonna go to medical school. I'm going to, I'm going to do Ironman. You know, how old do you think you were when you were like, I want to be strong. I, and matter of fact, I don't want to be, I'm going to be strong. That's just how it is. I am going to be phenomenally strong. I think
1: it was like 46 45,
0: <laughs> you found yourself <laughs> yes
1: i enjoyed the i enjoyed the the endurance sports the the half iron man and then i was like you know what i'm really good at strength stuff so i think and my next step is going to do strongman so i'm going to see where i'm at with strongman so we'll see we'll see where it goes
0: I really expected you to tell me a story from when you were like 14 and somebody bullied you or something and you're like, you know, I'll show them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't I expect just... 46. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I did exercise. I did lift. I, everybody, I think, wanted me. But I think the sure. thing is, is it, it, it didn't kind of hit me. I always was competitive. I've always been competitive. And I think that's what drove me to go, you know what? I know somebody's always going to be better than me. So I've got to beat myself. I've got to be better than myself. And that's what hit world records, whatever it may be. This is this is what it, the ceiling is.
0: Wow. That's, that is something to to aim at being number one in the world type of thing. Yeah. Um, you may not want to go here, but I got a question for you. And I'm, you may not want to go here. So you go to church every Sunday? I used to. I don't okay. do
1: it as much as I used to, but...
0: Have you gone to church this year?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: You, you know, you're you're somebody with a spiritual religious spiritual side. You you yes. there's more to life than what you can put in a test tube for you. Yes. Do you think that adds to your strength? I think it does. I think I think the religious
1: component has added a lot of strength to come back from things to know that there's there's something more than just this life. Yeah. So,
0: yes that is something cool to hear anything you want to add doc
1: oh no not at this point i think i think we can add more as we go
0: thinking you bet i like having you on here regularly i i kind of had a tough year and found it hard too and coming back and doing these podcasts i have a couple that i, I i've forgotten how to publish them i've been watching tutorials and i and I, it seems like they're published, so this may take me a couple of days to get this published. But I really appreciate you doing yet another interview. And I and I have to admit, I'm really happy to do an interview with you after a while. To, I'm really happy to do an interview with you and hear that things are going so well. Yeah, got to keep it up. Keep up the you fight, do, man. You're inspiring me. <laughs> you are. You are definitely. You seriously are inspira- inspirational to me, Doc. Yeah. Well, thank you. Have a great evening, Doc. You too. We'll talk to you later. Okay.